Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez. Of course, I'm joined by my tunes in the pocket and by a couple other people. Drew, Steve, what's up, y'all? What's happening? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm good. It's a good week. <laughs> it's a stressful week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we're going to get into that right now. Drew, how are you doing, man? Yeah, we can't hear you, dude. There we go. Just we're holding it down, man. Trying to keep it together. Get, to, get the Saturday here. We couldn't hear you, dude. You want to repeat that and put the volume up? Getting to Saturday. Yeah, there you are. Go. There you are. Yeah. You're going to get to Saturday. <laughs> just like, yeah. You're going to feel us. There's going to be a little bit of like tiredness throughout this podcast uh, from all three of us. We've been working very hard on home things and on local things. Uh, so welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if uh, we fall asleep anytime during this podcast, <laughs> please make sure that you contact us uh, or call you know, any of our wives <laughs> and tell them to come and uh, wake us up. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, you guys gotta love this song. So guess who? Uh, actually, this song reminded me. Guess who messaged us on Instagram the other day? Who's that, Jerry? Bucko Nine. Bucko wow. Nine. Bucko Nine hit us up. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, they want some beer. That's pretty. Yeah. They that's, want that's some, sweet. They want some beer. Hold on. That's what am I talking beer. about? Everybody who is listening right now, sorry, you can't see this, but I am now holding. Finally, ah, oh. the 109 pale ale from uh, Creative Creature. What did they do for us? Shout out to. Looks great. Tastes better. It's, it tastes so good. Uh, shout out to Creative Creature for doing this with us, and shout out to our art director Travis for designing the label. Beautiful. If you guys haven't seen it. Oh yes. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna pop this thing open. What are you guys gonna be drinking? This is what I'm drinking, by the way. Ooh, Jerry, I had I had four of those at Machete on Saturday, mm-hmm. and um, they have quite the beer selection there, right? And I was, I kept walking up, going, you know, maybe I've had a couple of these, you know, I could get something else. Their beer selection's quite uh, eclectic here, and then I would just walk up and go, Nah, give me another 109. And it's so good. It's such an easy drinker, oh, so, uh, so, so but it's so much flavor. So. Yeah, they killed it. Creative Creature shouts to you guys. Thank you, Brian, very much for the for the beer. Yeah, what do yeah. you so what are you having right now though, Steve? I am having um McKellar uh Alesmith collab called We Go Way Back, which cool. is a pretty rad shout to um, you know, McKellar San Diego is in the spot now that uh Alesmith kind of was born in, um, and now, you know, kind of graduated beyond. So I, th- I think it's pretty cool that they work together a lot. And this beer is a double, it's a quote unquote double IPA, but it's also over 10%. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Let's go. It's celebration <laughs> week. And oh. yeah, like Jerry said, it's, 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 it's a stressful week, but when, when we hit, when he, when we hit record, it's time to relax and have some fun. So let's do that. You thought I was joking when I said at the beginning of this, uh, we may fall asleep. Well, Steve literally may fall asleep <laughs> with the 10 plus ABV beer. Drew. And, and this isn't the yeah, only thing we're drinking. That's intense. What are you having, dude? Hopefully I'm it's good. not a 10. I'm actually also, uh, going straight from the gas hose here, uh, drinking a gin, uh, what <laughs> they call a white lady. Ooh. Oh, Interesting name for the drink, but, uh, a white lady means that it's a it's gin. 
lemon juice and triple sec. Pretty simple, but nice little flavor combo. Just really nice. It's really hot okay. here tonight. I'm sweating a little bit. So it just very <laughs> cools you off. It's kind of like a gringo margarita, if you will. Yo, it's hot today, though. It is. It's, yeah. I was, I'm in the garage, and it's actually open to... There's a couple of gaps in my garage door here on on the to the left of me, pretty close by, and I feel just heat. Like it's just hot in here today. So um, we're gonna we're gonna get through this. We're gonna survive. And talking about heat, Steve, you're right. It's not the only thing we're drinking as far as beers. We are celebrating tonight. What are we celebrating? It's our first podcast it's- of the season where we get to talk about a home match steven guys we're back in torero in five days we're back five days it's been we're back it's been over 400 days since we were there 400 days and here we are thanks here we are tom said i look hot thank you so (laughs) let's let's do a cheers to us three and to everybody listening all of locals leadership and all of our locals members we love you we can't wait for this weekend um this is the culmination of a lot of waiting so cheers cheers love you all Oh yeah. How's that radura for me? That's good tequila. That is delicious. All right. I'm gonna wash this Gym down shots. with some one oh nine. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. Oh yeah, by the way. Sorry, I like just threw it out there and I didn't actually say when you can get it. Tomorrow. If you're listening to it right now live with us, can get it till tomorrow. If you're listening right now and it's uh now daytime. You can get it right now. Uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Creative Creature will open up. You can actually buy it online now. If you pre-ordered it, you can go and pick it up tomorrow, starting at 2 o'clock. Um, I actually picked up mine on Monday because I'm a member of the Creative Creature uh, Members Only Club. And so I was able to pick it up a couple days early. And I picked up uh, some for the office. So I went and dropped off some for San Diego Loyal, too. And, um, you know, so they've been enjoying them as well. So if you want to go and steal one, I don't know if they have any over there. Actually, I shouldn't even be saying that. Uh, so they might not even. They might have already drank <laughs> they them might all. Have been gone, <laughs> they know? might no. be. I mean, they, they're so used to stone, man. You bring anything else in there, it's probably just like boom, there it goes. But <laughs> the, it, it's so good. It is just such a drinkable beer. That's the problem too. Is you, as Steve said, you have one, and you're like, it's gone, real yeah. fast. That's the problem too. You'll drink it yeah. right away, and then you drink the other one. You know, drink the next one. You're just like, I. Yeah, halfway through the next one, you go. This is just flavorful. It's got the right amount of taste. Um, it's got that hoppiness you're used to with a San Diego pale ale, but, um, really not, not as bitter, not as punchy, um, but very, very drinkable, especially for tonight. Like tonight, Jerry, I'm, I'm jealous because it is so drinkable and very refreshing, uh, as beers go there at Machete. So you can, you can drink some, uh, at Machete if you do stop by there, I believe as well, right? It's still on tap there or did we drink it out yet? No, I think they still <laughs> have some. I think yeah. they, I think uh, they do. But still let's have talk some. about that ABV. That ABV. Oh, yeah. that ABV. So it's uh the beer itself is a pale L, but it's very hoppy. It's still pretty strong, like the guys are saying. Very drinkable. The problem is you start drinking and then you're like, Oh shoot, I want another one. And then next thing you know, you're drunk. Um it's a six <laughs> six point one nine percent ABV. Wow, how convenient. How convenient. Uh so good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's so good. Uh and legally, by the way, they like they can't put something that it's not. So there you go. Six point one nine. There you go. I'm gonna have to drink them all on six one nine day. I'm gonna have to save a few. That's all I'm gonna drink. Oh, six one nine day. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saving it for as well. Totally. Um, so yeah, Drew, I would totally be jealous if I was you as well. So no. <laughs> uh, you know who I'm jealous of? Steve. What's up with that yellow jersey? <laughs> right, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. What is this? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I got this as I got this as a gift from the club last year. At the end of last year, um, 
kind of as a end of the end of the year kind of a thing. Um, pretty cool. I've been holding on to it for a while. Uh, I didn't want to like do it on the pod, but I did wear it to machete. Um, and with this Saturday upcoming being we're wearing black. I don't um, want to do it on the bed. Not you. Oh. Go, <laughs> 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 uh, We all no, get I to mean, mock them. I, 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 I didn't wear it under bed. I don't know why he became Adam Sandler. <laughs> I didn't wear it under bed. I'm Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm Steve Brizard. The, the, the more you put Adam me up there, the more you highlight how Ooh. shitty my, uh, my camera is. <laughs> No, it still makes the jersey. The jersey radiates with gloriousness. Yes. It is beautiful. That's why people yes. are so jealous. It's that highlighter color too that just grabs your eye. So good looking. Looks better on you too. So the camera is bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. The camera well, is bad. Yes, I, I am. I am proud to wear the kit, and I and I'm, I, I I'm I'm happy. I'm happy I have it. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. We're all deserving. Ha- we're all happy you have it. You. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you're so happy you have it. Uh, <laughs> just joking. I'm totally just like trying to. Uh, oh, by the way, just out of uh, just to remind everybody. I hate Phoenix. Uh, and also, Steve is back home. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, just happy to have you uh, back. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I'm totally just trying to not have to talk about this. Stupid game <laughs> against Louisville, because golly, what a mess! Here's the thing. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. You guys cool with that? Can we just talk let's about it, it now? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right, listen, Louisville. We went into Louisville City FC, their beautiful new stadium, Lynn Family Stadium. Things badass. All right. Uh, we were going to a sold out crowd, uh, up to what the capacity was allowed, and we knew it was going to be a difficult place to play. We knew Louisville is a fantastic team; they always have been. Um, even with uh, Coach Hackworth not being there, clearly they still have a great team over there. Uh, yep. So I went into this thinking, okay, we're going to lose. It'd be lucky if we get a tie. But just in the way that we lost this 2-1, to one, yeah. it's just it felt weird. But also there were some good takeaways from it. Um, to kind of give you guys really quick before we get into it and, and your guys' thoughts, uh, we went into it with a, I would say, a one four four like a four four two. Uh, it was more like a four three one two, like with Guido kind of down the middle, um, and even sometimes it was like a four three two one. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Jack Metcalf, uh, Hunter Ashworth, Fankazili, and Martin in the back. Trey Muse at goal. You had in the middle Colin Martin, uh, Charlie Adams, Alejandro Guido, um, who was more playing a forward. Um, he had a kind of an interesting position this game, and then Jack Blake, uh, who scored the lone goal for us. Uh, he was not happy. But he scored a goal. Uh, and then we had Ben Spencer and Nikki Jackson starting. I have to tell you guys, these two in the front, I really enjoyed. Corey Herzog ended up coming in, of course, later on uh, for Alejandro Guido, I believe. I believe in like the 68th minute, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was just a good lineup. We were just a lot better than we have been, which is a good takeaway right now. So let's concentrate on that. Drew, sure. I kind of I want to hear your general thoughts about this match. It was it was one of those where watching it the second time you pick up a little bit more of what we were doing right. Uh, it's frustrating as a fan. You just want to see the ball go in the net after three games where we haven't won. Uh, you need to start by scoring and you need to score first typically to, to get a hand up in a match. So when you don't, uh, but the first 45 felt like it was constructive, right? It felt like it was going in a direction that could get us there, get the ball in the net. And so watching it first, you felt that watching it again, you see 
we're literally putting the pieces together to get into the goal. We're just not getting there yet. And I, I can bet as a coaching staff, they're even more frustrated than we are at this point. Mm-hmm. But mainly as, as a viewer, the second time, the big thing I picked up was that it's not going to be um, easy against defenses. And, and Louisville is like playing Phoenix, but maybe Phoenix with, you know, if, if they lost their coach for, for a couple of games, um, you know, or, or kind of had a change at the head, they still wouldn't change in terms of their philosophy and their play. Uh, so it is very much a system, and and you can see that coming through as well. Um, but the issue being that, again, they, they find our exploitations because we are still building, and they are something that's been built and won championships over the years. And so whenever you make a mistake, um, like we did in a couple instances there, they punished us pretty badly. Um, the, the penalty, to me, didn't seem to be a penalty, and the uh finals goal there seems <laughs> number one was a fluke and they act like this it's this great incredible yeah you know, it's fun to watch but uh in a lot of ways it's kind of discounted by the fact <laughs> that the guy wasn't even trying to score <laughs> and he just kind of flew off his leg in a way that he couldn't do again if he tried but a few minutes before that i think um or not even a few moments before that he was really um in you know in a leading tackle you could say towards our keeper in a way that typically you see the whistle blown um almost every level and that kind of uh, scrum where they give the keeper a minute to collect and, and get together. And they did not do that. So um, that would explain maybe why he was out of position uh, somewhat and, and not able to attack that ball with his fists uh, a bit. But it's, it's one of those things where, again, it felt like refereeing decisions that were somewhat weak uh, to begin with. And then uh, referees themselves, this was kind of my take at the time watching it the first time. And I still think this through, they're not used to having fans back in the stands. Um, yes, maybe high-level referees are. Maybe EPL, maybe MLS, the best ones are. Um, but even the mid-tier you know, MLS referees, you can see this. As they get fans back in the stands, they are much more swayed, and you're seeing more home results going towards teams that would typically be a little bit more you know, close. You'll see teams run away with things. And, and part of that has to do with this things not getting called. You watch a series of a game where ticky-tack fouls that normally would get called both ways because fans are overreacting to every little thing, right? Oh, because we haven't been in the stands. We, yeah. we will this Saturday. So I'm saying, let's do this too uh, and take advantage. Uh, you have to, you know, they're, they're juicing the referees a little bit because it does seem to be that they're very staunch. They're very, um, you know, kind of in their own heads about this a little bit. And they, they will egotistically say, I'm trying to take command of this game and not let the fans take command. But at the same time, you can't help it because you've been inside or in a, you know, maybe a, ideal situation for a ring where there is no influence and now there is just so much influence that you're just not used to in your ear and so again they should be better but that that is this level uh, of refereeing sometimes and uh, they have to adapt and get back to fans being I, don't, I just think it's something we didn't account for in the sense of like referees might not be able to do that obviously that should never affect your team you wish for var in these situations i swear in 20 games down the line we'll be looking back and say we won some we lost some right there's gonna be some goals where we wish var wasn't a part of our league and it isn't um and so that that seemed to be the case here is that if you had maybe another review some of those calls wouldn't have gone that way but it just kind of between the penalty uh which was a great save and then that second goal, it, it just felt like there was kind of decisions not going our way that maybe typically in less of a vac, you know, less of a uh, emotional environment would okay. would be kind of in our advantage. Take a breath. You know? Take a breath. Take a breath. Oh. <laughs> that was a lot. Here's the thing, though. I, this is a perfect time right now. And I wanted to cut you off because that is a great thing that you just brought up, which is VAR. Like, let's talk about this real quick. Last season, yeah. I would say, uh, OK, <clears throat> before I say this. 
if there's any kids listening right now that are underage that or parents that have kids near them right now listening um we're we're gonna cuss on this podcast quite a bit because that's just <laughs> it's gonna happen and we already have a little bit so if you didn't already catch on to that i'm giving you an actual proper warning so um i'm just now is the time to turn it off you got it okay good listen when there isn't kids okay all right so last season I would say, fuck no, we don't want VAR <laughs> because it helped us out quite a bit where there was a few calls that went our way last year. This year, however, that's not the case. There's been some times where I'm just like, why don't we have VAR? You know, yeah. and last where last year was like, golly, I think I'm so glad. So it's one of those things. It's like a give and take situation. Would you or would you not rather have VAR? I'm going to go with yes. I would rather have VAR in USL because even if the call didn't go our way, it would help these terrible refs make the proper call at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and even if it means there's some smoke canisters that are used for no reason at a goal and it gets taken back at home, I would still much rather, <laughs> much rather have VAR. But that's just me. Yeah. Steve, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think VAR in soccer is such a hot topic right now because of how disastrous it's been in Europe. But um, yep. overall, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a middle ground, right? You, you're not. We shouldn't be looking for millimeters. We should be looking for egregious calls. And I think the, I think the call on Saturday for the PK was egregious. I, I, I think there's no way that was a penalty. Um, and I think, yeah, like Jerry said, a VAR, you know, could have let, let that ref <laughs> see that again and 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 could have reversed that reverse what what he saw, you know. I'm laughing but, because we yeah. have. I'm laughing because we do have a couple of members that are that are locals that are refs. Yes, uh, <laughs> Johnny Berger. Johnny being one of them and Jeff uh, being one of them as well. Uh, so shout out to you guys and and all the refs that are in our uh, yeah. I'm actually section. Jeff. I know you're watching. If 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 please comment what you thought about that 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 PK call because I I am super interested from your perspective. Actually, Johnny as well. If you don't mind commenting yeah. on that, thank you. Um, yeah, take the devil's advocate even even if you don't see it, maybe explain what you think they saw because it it was hard to determine what was there for sure because it's it it just felt like every time thank you see you. that touch, it's never good. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yes, he just said agree. Not go. a penalty. There it is. Oh. There it yeah, is. And if you yeah. can't if you can't give your best devil's advocate, go ahead or just say, no, the guy was off his rocker. That's totally fine too. Cause then, yeah, it just I, I couldn't help but you know say fuck Jerry. Cause it's like not fuck Jerry, <laughs> but like fuck. Fuck Jerry? Jerry. Fuck Jerry. Comma Jerry. <sighs> yeah, I know what you mean. No, but like no, comma, no, Jerry. Yeah, like yeah, it's just like uh, those you look at it and you go, can nothing go right for us in these four games? Like, like it just feels yeah. like everything's sliding back against us. And again, one of the things that is in the, a way the difference in last year is is fans in the stands at away matches and away games are always harder than home games. But we forgot that last year a bit. I think it was more neutral, and I think this year it does make it a little more difficult, as you said, without VAR, without a secondary check to see what's going on and 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 yeah. make a better determination on these really big impact plays really. uh, before. Yeah, and I, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say in a way, I mean, I agree, but in another way, um, I disagree, right? Like we simp we, we simplified it this, this, this week, like Jerry said, four in the back. I think that worked way better. Uh, yeah. four in the midfield, was, so no matter bad. which way you pull it, if it was a three, one, or if it was a three, two, I guess it's five in the midfield, but that, that those top three kind of players were really ebb and flowing. Um, but one thing that I kind of noticed, you know, driving home from that match and, and then, looking uh, looking again was um a, a theme i'm seeing and i think this might have been kind of 
blueprinted from the Phoenix match, the first match, was we saw a lot of man marking on our like attacking players, kind of our attacking midfielders, you know, where there's no outlet there. We we can't get the ball from defense through our defensive midfield up to the attack. We have a really hard time to do that. And and like Guido started this match and he's kind of seemed like man marked, right? He he it seemed like there was not really a path forward for Colin to get the ball forward or Charlie to get the ball forward. Mm. It, it, there was, so I, I, I look for, you know, when that happens, we should see some width. We should see those, you know, our, our fullbacks get wide and pull those, those, those man markers out of position to open up Guido, but that didn't happen either. So there, there, I think there needs to be a little more end game management and, and like, you know, more like dynamic uh, tactics. Um, otherwise I think we're going to be, too stuck in our ways and i think we're gonna get caught out too much so i i, I kind of look for how the club is going to start adapting their tactics as the games go on not necessarily as the season goes on but as, as the games go on um I, I, that's that's an interesting point to me um because guido obviously he's an amazing player right he he him and rubin changed our season last year and now rubin shouts to him he's killing it in mls but um yeah i he, he Guido hasn't made as big of an impact, but I think it's mainly because the opposition is just saying this guy's an amazing player and we're going to dedicate one of our outfield players to, to just making sure he does not make an impact, but that should open up other people. So Jerry, what do you, what do you got? A hundred percent. Like th- that's what I wanted to say. And that's one thing that, by the way, congratulations to Corbin who just yes. graduated from high school today. So congratulations, man. Cheers. Um, Corbin. He's yeah, a, congrats. yeah. Drink to that since you can't, sir. Cheers. Um, not for a few more years. Not for a few more years. But honestly, um, he said that, you know, Guido has did as much as a, a dead porcupine is what he said in the comments. Um, and I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair to Guido. He had a few opportunities. Um, one goal, a couple of goalkeeper got. And also, I mean, he was completely just being controlled by this right. team. Like they knew... Yeah who they were looking out for a hundred percent. And so that's a bit unfair for Guido. I think he's going to pick it up. Honestly, guys, this is the game going into this home game. That's going to turn things around. Not just because we were going to be, we're going to be there. That's going to be the, a big part of it, but, and and they're going to feel the pressure and they're going to feel us every time they go away from home. But also because, they're playing a team that just in, they need to beat them, and we're gonna get into that in a little bit. I, w- I do want to talk some stats really quick. Um, possession, they completely outpossessed us. Um, I would say um, more than it felt more than this, but it's fifty nine to forty one. That is a little bit more even than I felt it. Um, I did feel like we had a lot of opportunities, and I was right. Uh, if you're looking at the stats on that. Um, we had 20 shots. Oh, they had 20 shots. We had 11. But out of the 20 that they had on uh, on target, they had 10 on target out of the 20 shots. And we had five out of our 11. So we were pretty even there. Um, now, check this out. We they had He had five blocked shots. We had zero. Shots outside the box, we had five. They had four. Um, and then this is where we need to get better for whatever reason. Our defense is still allowing this shots inside of the box. They had 16, um, or the accuracy was around the, yeah. the accuracy was still pretty good though. On shooting accuracy. We're, we're 50, 50, 50, 45.5. It's still pretty good. Um, yeah. you know, so we're still doing pretty good there. 
if you look at like individual performances, we did a lot better than we've been doing. So, yeah. I mean, that's at least something yep. to look forward to. The fact that we played against a Louisville City FC that's one of the best in the entire league, clearly, and yep. they know what they're doing. They got They've two been stars around. on that shirt. Yeah, they have two yep. stars on their crest. That's right, and you know we have none, but we were yeah, able to still it. hold our own. Um, that first goal. I mean, obviously, it was not a penalty, first of all. Yeah. And for those of you talking shit about Trey Muse, he saved it. And then mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate that he wasn't literally was not able to stop the, the second shot. He was about to. So there's that. And then the second goal was the dude came cleats into our goalkeeper. And then um, like one of their forwards. And then Greg is the player that ended up scoring it. Uh, Greg, Greg is his last name. Uh, th- yeah. That guy, I don't think he even meant to do what he did. Like it no, came no. off of, <laughs> it came off of his foot. Like, yeah. It was, yeah. it was just, uh, yeah, it was an accident. It was an accident. So it's sure. a ricochet. here's here's yeah. another thing. Nick said Hunter's yellow. What the heck, Hunter? Uh, so Hunter didn't get a yellow, dude. I don't know what you who you're talking about. Let's see if he fixed that. Um, so the only yellows were given to Elijah Martin, Colin Martin, the Martins, Martin, and uh, and uh, Ben Spencer. We had three yellows. They had two. Uh, McCabe, who, by the way, a fantastic player. Um, but, yeah, Elijah Martin, Colin Martin, and Ben Spencer were our two yellows. So uh, if you want to clear that up, now is your chance, sir. Um, and, yes, here's the thing. And Jeff said this. Why was a card not shown to the player who went cleats first into our keeper? Like, that could have been a sendoff. A hundred percent. So it yeah. just uh, there was no reaction. No, there was no reaction from the fans. I think I honestly think that's part of it. Is they're they're almost feeding off of that at this point yeah. because they wouldn't call it when there wasn't it, and they would call it when there was. And then you have this comment, which is exactly another thing that I've been yeah. thinking from Miguel. Mm-hmm. He said, "At what point do the sideline refs provide input? If there is no penalty, or is the central ref the last word? It, yes, the central ref will be the last word, but." I mean, the silent reps do have some input to put in there, and they just, I don't know what they were looking at or what. And there's a few comments yeah. here that said, actually, Corbin said the sideline ref on my side, because Corbin was there, by the way, said he missed offsides for both teams. So what are these guys doing? I mean, how are they yeah, being I mean, held accountable? Yeah. They're not. We Corbin was there. This. He was there with his eyes. We see it on TV, but he was he was there with his eyes, and I trust Corbin. He's got a pretty good eye for this stuff. For sure. So. I was going to say, we talked about this last year a little bit, that this is kind of the level we're at, right? And I, and I, we have a club, it's amazing, but it's kind of something we're just going to have to maybe eat for a little, for a little bit until, you know, things change. If they change, you know, USL, the rest suck. They suck. And we just have to, like Jerry said, you know, last year we didn't want VAR and now we do. And it's kind of like, does it ebb and flow? That's why it took so long for soccer to kind of adapt and adopt the VAR tactic at all um, because the, the, the idea was, well, it's going to even out in the end. And that's kind of the idea, right? But this season, it seems like that really hasn't been the case no. yet. And no. I think that that's really a big, I think that's a lot of being away for the first four matches. I think that these refs at this level are very susceptible to being, you know, the home supporters and, and the home field advantage, um, which, you know, we have this week, and then a couple weeks away, and then we have a lot this summer. So Fucking the hope is over the long over the long term, 
we, you know, things even out, but yeah, I agree. It's been pretty atrocious this year. So Johnny said, uh, it was not a penalty. The refs do have discretion, but to me, the player was not directly, was not directly passing the ball to the foul player. So no, no, yeah. no penal. Exactly. That's right. Hashtag not a penal. And I, I did that. That was me on Twitter. <laughs> Yes. Steve looks at me He's like Was but, this you bro I was like uh, Obviously yeah, you think it was me <laughs> If it wasn't you It definitely wasn't Drew <laughs> uh, so Could have been Hey It could have been It could have been yeah, Honestly yeah, like was, I, I feel like been. I'm hanging out With Drew enough Since you've been gone Steve That probably Drew's like Picking up on my Like Mexican stuff Where it's like <laughs> He's like Not up and now I am I'm trying <laughs> I've been doing I've been Duolingo I'm getting there I'm actually swing, switching to Italian for a trip there, so uh, nice. I, I'm, I'm having to, to go in that direction. But there's yeah, similar languages. It helps. But nice. yeah, I, I agree with Jerry. <laughs> I think that it is a, um, it it's totally just like egregious what happened. This guy too, the center ref. If we're if we're really diving into this, seemed to take pleasure in throwing Landon off. Like he Dude. wasn't smiling. Maybe I'm projecting this on him, but okay. like he looked like he was smiling when he threw him off. Like I got to throw out Landon Donovan. Blah blah blah. Like fuck this guy. Like sorry. Like. Who this fucking guy? Like, get him out of here! Yeah, like, it's, it's, I, he's gonna be the guy we watch when he comes in for a game. We'll let you know the week of if we can see who the refs are and make sure that the next time we have this guy as a ref, we're not harassing him, but we let him know, you know, what is and what isn't uh, a penalty because it, it's just like this dude seemed to lose track of the game and then take it out on us in a weird way that wasn't like that was very personal and like not to say that it totally went that way and he wasn't professional, but like. The way he threw Landon out and all of that just seemed to be very far gone for who should be a professional at the higher leagues of, of American soccer. But it's as Steve said, it's what you get. People who dedicate this time and especially during what's been the last year or so. I'm sure you've seen a lot of good refs maybe have to take a break from this due to work circumstance. Usually it's a part time thing, right? Yeah, good point. Um, you're not going to paid a lot to do this. So as any of our ref friends can tell us, it's, it's partially for love of the game and, and keeping the rules up. So. Um, you know, that is one of the things that happens here is you have to not say that we're being, you know, a little bit sorry, but I think that that is part of possibly why you're seeing even more egregious type of errors with green people who might be on the lines at this high of a level who aren't used to this kind of speed, possibly. Maybe they're a great linesman for a college soccer game, but they just don't get the speed of USL, for instance. And yeah. that's that's the kind of things that I think but, maybe we're seeing at this point. But to go away from the refs and something that Jerry mentioned a couple minutes ago was you got to control it. You yeah. know, we the players are playing better, and that's a good sign, right? Yeah. That's like I think that's why. Oh, Steve, you froze up. Here, I'm gonna fill in for you because you weren't going in the right direction at all. We still have to talk about this red card. Um, and I agree with Jeff. Jeff is saying, with that said, I'm really concerned and disappointed that Landon, uh, picking up the, another red, he's got to learn to maintain his composure with the officials. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. However, I'm not telling this you didn't to. Seem like one of those. I'm not telling you to look up this guy and just make sure that you keep an eye on him, but it, uh, Ismir Pickmick is the uh, ref. Okay, that's it. I put it in the... <laughs> we're going to check out it, this guy. I put his name in the comments Steve, if you guys want to go look at it. Steve, you were saying about our team. I Controlling Well, he picked you know, on taking, me. Sorry. Yeah, I cut out a thing. I was I was saying that I, 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 I'm, I'm happy to see improvement. Uh, that's why I'm not really calling for heads uh, with, when we're 0-4. Uh, it seems like we're building towards something, but um, yeah. yeah, we got to see better. We got to start seeing results. There's no doubt about that, dude. We, it just, he pointed it, to his foot, right? He was over the line, Landon. That's why yes, he, he pointed down. He pointed down at his yes, foot, and he's like, "You're on the field." Yeah, you stepped. Right I, I said he can't help it. The juices get flowing. 
he's a player, you know, he's only a few years removed. He's unretired a couple of times. Not that he's going to hear, but I think that he, even though he's not wearing his football boots, he can't help his feet get going. And he wants to just walk right up to the ref. Like he's a team captain, like he was captain USA, like he was for the galaxy. You know, it's, it's, it's in his blood, man. So it's, I do, I do think he needs to check that. I do think he needs to think about it a little bit more, but I don't think this was one of those. I think they were having a discussion. I think that maybe it got heated and this ref, again, I think turned on us for whatever degree. So maybe there is more of a working of the officials here being more of a friend than a foe in some ways uh, that doesn't get you in this position. But it seemed like this guy was looking for an infraction to just light landing up. And then that's what that felt like that whole interaction felt like to me. So um, yeah. yeah, to look inwardly, hopefully he can spend some time with us. He can't be on the sideline for this match. Correct. Our first home match in, Apparently uh, not. in a while. So uh, we'll see where he ends up. Maybe we can uh, convince him to come sit with us. I don't know. The, se- the seed has been planted. I will say that. I heard. I heard Jerry uh, has done some reconnaissance. Jerry, you have any updates for us yet? No, dude. I don't have. I'm talk to Steve. He's the one that has him on speed dial. That's a homie right there. <laughs> what are you talking I about? I don't. I just put it on the can... Twitter universe and see what yeah. happens. Steve has oh, a I, direct I, line. Steve, like, I, uh, did you the, text the him? seed? Has been the seed has been planted. I will say I am. I am uh, watering it with beer. And, oh, uh, we will see where it goes. <laughs> we'll see. So, yeah, we'll da- see. We'll see. Danny, we'll see. Danny asked, where is he sitting on Saturday? We'll see. I, I, um, it apparently, would be, it would London. Amazing, London. I'm not, I can't. I can't. I make, I make no promises. London. London. Danovan. London. Donovan. Dan, London. Donovan. Danovan is going to be our coach <laughs> for Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy from the Wells Fargo commercial. That should be pretty interesting. Yes. What's the up, Tay Tay? Taylor one. just showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> Tay Tay. Where you been, bro? What's up? All right. Anyways. Yeah, welcome to Minute 30. Yeah, he been, he didn't miss anything. He mostly missed us uh, re-regurgitating what happened uh, last weekend. But uh, everybody's, right, we digress. Everybody's inviting Landon to 109. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys know, like, he needs to be vaccinated. Um, so make sure that he's vaccinated. Make sure that he's yeah, at least been tested. Uh, make sure a he has for a ticket because he will be yeah. checked. Um, this seems like this seems like a perfect. <laughs> seems yeah, like right. a perfect segue into from the past to the future. So yeah, this week uh, Saturday is our first match of 2021. Um, as Jared playing? mentioned and alluded to, the the section is vaccine vaccination slash testing only. Uh, there will be no social distancing, but we will be wearing masks. Um, that part, and I, I couldn't so if be more uncomfortable. Excited. If you are uncomfortable with that, do ask to be receded. You should have received many emails at this point, yes. so this should not be news to you. Uh, but if that is the case, and you're still in one and nine, and you do not find that to be a comfortable situation for you at this point, again, we have a heart for you. We're not telling you have to be with us right now. If you don't feel comfortable, you're not vaccinated, uh, and maybe you've been tested, but just it's not something you're interested in. Just ask the team; they will receive you. But we are yeah. looking forward so much to having everybody who is up for the in game for this. Uh, to be with us, the people adjacent, sections 108, 110, I'm sure will benefit, uh, even though they are socially distanced, from having 109 there being the uh, the key, uh, you know, kind of energy of the stadium again. Uh, just getting to be there will be fantastic. But as Steve said, it, it is a, a digression from where we've been the last few uh, months, year. You know, this is super exciting, man. I, I don't know. I, I uh, just... I kind of like thinking about march 7th last year where you just you can't even put into words how excited you are just because it is mostly seeing the faces being there with the people hearing the songs and and being able to watch the ball kicked in front of us as opposed to on a little box 
um, all of that seems like a dream um, from, you know, what used to be so commonplace is now just uh, such a treat uh, that, that hopefully we do it another, you know, 20, you know, 15, 16 times this year. So I'm excited for, for the first <laughs> as I am for many, but this, uh, it, it's really means a lot, you know, I think to all of us here and, and definitely to anybody who's listening at this point to, to be there. So I'm just, I don't have any cool anecdotes or uh, analogies, just excitement. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know this isn't actually Tahiti Felix. Um, sorry, dude, I forgot your name, but uh, I did see you and I waved at you and I was like, hey, what's up? Um, uh, he has that super awesome uh, Volkswagen van with uh, like the powder blue one with uh, all the local stickers and the uh, scarves on the back. You guys know who I'm talking about. Golly. It's gorgeous, oh, man. Yeah. I'm oh, trying to beautiful. blank, dude. I'm sorry, man. Um, Jeremy. Jer- is that Jeremy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Cases, not one or two. Yeah. I dropped off like seven four-packs is what it was. Exactly seven four-packs. Almost two cases, yeah. Almost two cases. That much. But yeah, as far as as far as your answers to questions, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, as far as answers to questions, yes. let's let's get some of the the formalities out of the way before we have too much fun. Uh, questions to answers as far as the stadium goes. Uh, the club has put out a ton of information. We got an email today uh, regarding entry policies, uh, match day guides, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Refer to the email. Did, did he text you right now or what? Was he- no, I mean I. <laughs> I, I, I just the email that we got earlier. <laughs> What's but up, Ricardo? Refer to that information because there's a lot in there, and we want everybody to be up to speed. Um, I mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. Um, if we have 250 people in the section, and everybody takes 30 seconds with their vax card or test or and ticket, it's going to take 100 minutes to get in for everybody. So please um, have your stuff ready when you enter the gate. Uh, cause it's going to make the process smooth and we want everybody in their seats. We don't want a half, em- half empty section and half of our members outside the gate. So please come ready. It matters. It matters. It's, yes. a, it's the little things. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I double checked with Ricardo today. Yes. You do have to wear a mask. Um, yes. it's not defined after the sec, the, the first two matches, but we'll find out that information as we go for this one. You do have to wear them. Yes. You can sing. Um, just keep your masks on. Um, and if you're going to, um, yell and you know that when you yell, you spit a lot, just be aware, bring extra masks if you need to. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we should be fine though. Right. We, we want to be a good representation of our community and, and to do that, we need to be safe, even though it's vaccine and testing. Um, these are the requirements that are given to us right now and we need to abide by them. Yes. So please wear your mask. Um, you know, when you're not drinking or eating. Um, because we want to represent and abide by the rules that we are, we are given. So, um, and also um, yeah. for this coming match, just be aware we are going to have a a pretty, I would say, a pretty big tifo. Um, and so, yeah. how violently are we big supposed to shake people. it? Um, if I see anybody shaking it, I will personally come over to you and uh, tell you to not shake it. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Do will, we I don't do anything. I will say. I will say. We will get violence. close to it. I'm just kidding. If you shake this tifo. I won't do anything. But don't shake that. the tifo, please. Travis, for Travis the love of Travis. You. Travis will find you, and he will hurt you. We might <laughs> write this into our section rules at some point <laughs> that if you shake it, you're going to get a warning, and you know if we catch you and we warn you and you do it again. You know, I don't know how we're going to police this. Uh, there's really no way to do that. But generally, 
I saw a lot of our members cleaning up last year after the match uh, and helping. You're awesome people. You get it. Uh, as Steve said, you know, be respectful, wear a mask, do everything right. As Jerry said, uh, Travis will look at you so sadly that it will corrupt your soul for the rest of time. And Bryce will come yell at you. Yeah, and Bryce will probably run up and punch you in an uncomfortable place at some point. Our yeah, one-year-old um, one capo. He's a child. We can't control what Our one-year-old capo will come yell at you and slap and so, you across the face and say, so another, another point is we don't want to have to be the police, right? We, we want to exactly. have fun at the match, too. Like, we are the locals' leadership, and we will do what it takes to keep our section safe and to abide by the rules. But I want to sing and, and watch the match, too. And if I see half the section not wearing the mask, I'm going to go to every single person and tell them, hey, you're not drinking a beer, wear your mask. You're not drinking a beer, wear your mask. Because that's what we need to do right now. So please, yeah. you know, just do it for us. Do it for everybody. Do it for your neighbor. Um, because we don't want to have to police you. Police yourselves, and then everybody can have fun. It's not that hard. It's two don't matches. Don't ruin our nights. Um, don't things, do that. Things are going to yeah, turn around yeah. here pretty soon. So just a few more matches. Exactly. You know, we, we finally have the chance to get back to, to Torero and 109. Please help us, help us out by abiding by the rules. Yeah. Um, totally. I, and just I, be respectful of people's people's space, right? I mean, people, even though we aren't doing all that, you know, just be respectful and, and be nice. And most people here are above I mean, and they beyond. They better already that, so know this. We don't it. even need to go through this. Yeah, but you guys get this. So I, just, just do keep... that and then help be part of the the be part of the change you want to see. You know. Okay. So one thing too is I want to make sure, like, if you have questions, please, uh, you know, we want to cover this next. We're running out of time, so and we do want to cover this next match. So I kind of want to skip a, a few of these questions that are coming in from Tay that's just like coming in hot right now. And it's because yep. it's going to take over the entire show, and I don't want to do that. Will there be beer? Yes. Yeah. Ricardo answered that already. There's going to be 16 ounces and 12 ounces. It's going to be all cans. You have to walk up. Order it. should be a lot faster than what we're used to because it's all bring cans. Cash. No draft. Bring, bring, bring cash? Bring cash. It'll be faster. Make it quick. Okay. Bring cash. Um, Price will come yell at you. What is it I miss? Uh, okay. I think that's it. That's it for right now. Uh, if you need to talk. Oh, Lydia needs a ticket. If anybody has a ticket for Lydia broke off, please get her a ticket. Okay. Please. Um, <laughs> that's uh. Oh. Speaking of which, we do have oh. a ticket exchange in our Discord. Yeah. See, so thanks. I'm so no glad cash. we have. I'm sorry, no cash. Yeah, it's president. Correction Ooh. in in time, wow, real time correction bro. from director uh, Campos over here. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. I'm glad you're on, Ricardo. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, do that, do that like three more times. Uh, no, thank you. I last year cash was faster, but this year no cash. Apparently, yeah, that, that's a, it's a COVID change. They're making no cash, no cash. Pinchy Steve. Okay. Pinchy <laughs> Steve. He said cash less. <laughs> stupid. I didn't say stupid part. That was me. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're good now. All right, you good? Okay, good. Let's talk about. Las Vegas and how the how we better we we better we better we better beat we better beat these guys like we we're have already talk, we're already we're already cussing aren't we this this is a cussing podcast no I know oh, but yeah we fucking yeah. better yeah I already know this yeah. but okay good oh uh, don't forget your ID checked and get your awesome awesome wristband okay thanks Ricardo um <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so here's don't the thing. forget so, to stop by the shop on the way out and buy some more shit. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but I was told today that we should stop by whatever shop they have there because um, they're going to have some fun stuff going on. I was Because I was like, what in the Harry Potter is going on over there? So you have to go and check it out. Um, here's the thing. So San Diego Loyola has played Phoenix Rising top of the Pacific Division right now. 
We played uh, Rio Grande Valley, who literally just had their first loss out of four. Um, and they lost barely to Apostle Locomotive 1-0. And they're first place of the Mountain Division. Okay, Rio Grande. We also played Tacoma Defiance. Guess what? They're in third this year. They've only lost, never mind, no losses, a draw, two wins for Tacoma. I don't know what's Shout going on over there. Balls calling them as a pushover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job on that one. Uh, and then Louisville City FC, who we all know is fantastic, uh, currently in third place of the Central Division, uh, only under FC Tulsa and Atlanta United, who both have losses. Uh, Louisville has only played three games, and that's the only reason they're in third place. They have a win, a draw, and a win. Uh, we've played against some really good teams. Here's yeah. another positive for you guys is the fact that all four teams that we have faced are doing pretty fucking good this season. Okay, so it's not like we lost to Austin Bold or Memphis or Ludon United or something, right? Like we lost to all good teams. Now, the only reason that Las Vegas Lights is underneath us is because of their goal differential. They've lost three times. We've lost four. Their goal differential is freaking ridiculous, guys. It's 11. We're negative seven. The ours is pretty bad, too. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, real quick. Las Vegas uh, played against Galaxy 2, lost 5-0. Played against Sacramento Republic, lost 3-1. to one. And played against Phoenix Rising, lost 5-1. to one. Like, not a good team. Um, I yeah, we, did. We need to beat them. I did a deep dive into this team, guys. Uh, <laughs> that sounds terri- That sounds tragic. In some ways, pretty, it's pretty. Did. It's pretty tragic. Um, and I have to talk about it. And I'm sorry it, for your time. Go ahead. Uh, did you guys? I mean, do you guys have anything to say before I jump into stats and some of these players and stuff? Because I, I, I did a I'm deep a, dive a, because a, it was easy. Um, because I know I'm a, a lot I'm a of these. Passenger players. on this journey, Jerry. I'm a passenger on this journey. Yeah. Take a sip. I'm, I got my lap bar down. Oh, right. I'm just here to ride Jerry Jerry Stats Mountain. <laughs> Uh, okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> they're mainly Los Angeles football club players. The only two people that have scored for Las Vegas Lights at this point are Danny Muzovsky and Cal Jennings, both players of LAFC that have been loaned out. All right. Um, they have very good players. They have people that have been loaned, like I said, from, from LAFC. There's some people that I actually signed from LAFC, at least for this season, but are definitely still LAFC players. So it's more of a kind of a loan. Um, there's uh, Antonio Leon, who's a LAFC player. There's Bryce Duke, who's actually played with the first team all the time. Cal uh, Jennings. There's uh, uh, Chinene Uche. It's actually CC Uche. Um, Christian Torres, uh, who's also in the youth academy. Um, Danny Trejo, who they got off of the draft. Uh, Danny Musovsky, as I said, one of the goal uh, scorers. Um, there's Opoku. There's Treore. There's... Uh, Raheem Edwards, uh, who's been in MLS for years and was actually loaned down to Las Vegas a couple times. Uh, they have Thomas Romero as their goalkeeper. And here's the thing right now. With goalkeepers for Las Vegas lights, they're thin. So Thomas Romero and... Uh, Good. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Uh, so, so Thomas Romero was picked up by LAFC this year. Um, Pablo Cisniega has been kind of their go-to goalkeeper along with Kenneth Vermeer and Vermeer was let go recently so Cisniega became the number one Romero became the number two there's no number three for LAFC right now 
Now, the first two matches, they had Romero. Las Vegas Lights had Romero as their goalkeeper. He was not loaned down for this last game. So just that in itself already, they're they're brought to two goalkeepers, Las Vegas Lights is. Philip Edgemaru, who they signed off of LAFC, and we had Philip Edgemaru, by the way, last season. He's hurt right now, so he's out. Um, Thomas Romero wasn't loaned down. He's going to be the number two for for LAFC, so I don't see him playing. Next, we have Alex Rando, just some rando dude. <laughs> and we had uh, Duncan Turnbull. Now, I was like, who are these guys? Okay, let's start with Duncan Turnbull, who has not started for Las Vegas Lights at all. Um, he played one match, and he is f- uh, from the U.S. He's from Illinois, but he was um, selected by Houston Dynamo and then really quickly was Purchased by Portsmouth in Europe. Uh, Portsmouth, if you don't know, is a very uh, it's a it's a well known team um, because of the culture, the, the English league, a few years, you know, back in the fifties and stuff. Yeah, their culture and traditions there are pretty solid. Um, but I believe they're in second division right now, right, Drew? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're in the second division. They've they've tri- they've tripped between there and League One a little bit too. They're they're kind of went down and then they're on the bounce, you know, right now. Yeah, and so his only time for Duncan Turnbull again that he made he played one match with Portsmouth, and it was his debut was a five one defeat to Peterborough United in the ye- in the EFL Trophy. So it's not even I don't think that's second division, dude. That's League Two. That's Oh yeah, they're they're in League One right now. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. So, yeah, they 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 kind of bounce around. Yeah, they they've got a great history. If you look back at it, they're, they're one, one of the more decorated clubs in the history of FA Cup things like that. But it is just a you know, uh, it's still a good culture. It's still a great place, uh, great little town to seek out. But it's one of those things where it's just a uh, you know, uh, actually, it was founded the day before my birthday in 1898. Who knew that? Oh nice. Um, but yeah, looking up it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, but, wow. um, they, there's wow. a really there's a really good um uh copa 90 uh uh actually a re- video um like documentary on portsmouth yeah. that you should go and check out it's actually really really good uh but so he hasn't played at all okay and next we have alex rando alex rando's from new york um he was playing with the nycfc academy in 2020 um and then the Virginia Cavaliers. So he's from the University of Virginia and, and then was loaned or, or purchased by Las Vegas on a free transfer. So we're not really sure if he's still with Virginia as a college student. He's 20 um, and he hasn't really had many playing uh, to, uh, opportunities at all. Um, the one if time he, that he if played. He, if if he went pro and had pro minutes and he's not a college player anymore, but who knows if well, he, that actually happened, right? USL yeah. works a little differently with that, I believe. Yeah, um, good and point, so actually. shout good out point. to Alicia Rodriguez, who is a good friend of mine, and she's fantastic. She works for, um, th- well, f- she works for SB Nation in general. She does all of cool. the Southern California teams. She does Angels on Parade, um, but I've known her for a long time, and she did a pretty good report on uh, on Alex Rando. And it's funny cool. because Alex Rando is again not a very well known name um and she says and, and i quote it's unclear if rando is on a uso academy contract or and therefore will be around for a little while as an amateur before returning to virginia of virginia or if he's turned pro 
Las Vegas hasn't been putting out press releases about signings since the season started, so we can't get the info that's available from tweets, unfortunately. So here's the thing. Team's not telling us everything in USL. That's that's really strange. No, yeah, weird, huh? <laughs> here's a really weird thing. So he's from New York. And mm. she, uh Rain Wilson, the Rain Wilson wow. tweeted oh, yeah. out Dwight himself. Tweeted mm-hmm. out Alex Rando is the next great keeper in US soccer. What? Take that with a grain of salt. But when Las, Sounders, man. when Las Vegas Lights FC tweeted out new man in between the sticks, Alex Rando, new signing, Rain Wilson retweeted it on Twitter and said, Alex Rando is the next great keeper in U.S. soccer. Right. Um, and he beats Bears, beats Battlestar Galactica. I mean, apparently. so apparently Alex Rando's uh, dad is also like a producer in New York, so he might have some connection with Rain Wilson. Yeah, might he might be a friend of the families, and that's something that sure. – um, that alicia mentioned in her report so shout out to alicia for giving us that information but that is the only two goalkeepers that we can think of uh having this weekend it's gonna be one or the other and why does that matter because because we should be able to put fucking goals in the back of the net that's why it should matter that's why that's why i'm bringing it all yeah i'm with you because because we've been facing some actually pretty good goalkeepers who are great shot stoppers and you got some some green ears here or people who are you know maybe gonna be good but at the same time aren't used to their system aren't used to their center backs aren't used to what's going on here so you do have exploitation in a form that's not been the solidified group solidified team with all this stuff in the place it seems like there's a moving back line here and we've just had such a hard time as nick said i think in the comments before all our shots have been straight at the keeper it feels like that this year it feels like all our shots have either been straight at the keeper but that, that means the keeper's doing a good job of being in position that means they're doing their job right so this as jerry's saying is a huge deal because it allows us to catch them off their line we got some really talented goal scorers here they just haven't had looks i think in a way that's that's easy for them to poach and you're going to see some looks in this game and they're going to be in front of us and we're going to hopefully go nuts. That's that's yeah. the hope. And then another point that we haven't had the chance to do since last March was rattle the keeper, right? We haven't had the chance yep. to rattle Hell the yeah. and rattle the keeper, right? When when they're when loyal is attacking in our end, we get to harass that keeper, right? We get to we get to heckle him and, and heckle, and don't say harass, and give him some shit. So New York <laughs> insults in this case, as Jerry's giving us geo-specific information about. Yeah, right. Right, right. What's his mother's name? Fa 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 la. You, you haven't good, had a good bagel in weeks. You know, you can take it out. There you go. Yeah, but I I look forward to that that kind of stuff too, right? Because you know, you said Rando's a young guy, and we saw we saw Trey Muse in the opener the first thirty minutes in Phoenix. He was pretty rattled playing it in the supporters section supporters end of Phoenix, you know, he had a really hard time passing that ball out. And yeah, Trey Muse has been a stalwart in the back this year. We could have had that, that minus seven goal differential that Jerry mentioned that could be minus 12 minus 15. If that wasn't for Trey Muse. So um, I, I think that he's been an outstanding player this year, but you could still see how much a young keeper can be rattled by supporters. And this week we have that chance. Okay. So, so Corbin, First of all, thank you for bringing this up. Why are we worried about goalkeeper death? Chances are we're only C1. Correct. The reason was because I was going to get into a segue that I wasn't allowed to get into. Now that I'm going to do it right now. You do ready? It. Here it is. The average age of this team is 20.8. Those goalkeepers are a large part of that youth, and this team is young. Um. Yes, the goalkeeper depth doesn't matter. 
what I'm more concerned about is the fact that these kids are just that. They are kids. Um, there is absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be able to put a few in the back of the net. I Definitely. mean, unless something magical happens, there no excuses. <clears throat> absolutely no excuses. So, Turnbull's uh, twenty-three. Rando is watch, twenty. You'd watch U Utah. Yeah, they have. They, they would kill these teams. Right? They have Diego Rosales, who's fifteen. They have Armando Avila, who's seventeen. They have Nathan Sepulveda, who's eighteen. They have Christopher Jaime, who's seventeen. They have a bunch of twenty-year-olds. They have Julian Gaines, who's eighteen. They, again, they have a really, really young group that hasn't had time to work together. What was the age of Tacoma? It doesn't matter, Danny. Here's the thing. The, Tacoma's been together for a lot longer is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Like There is no reason why we can't underestimate. Yes, no, we never we never should underestimate. Uh, so, yes, that's, that's the thing. But this team is so beatable. And the thing is, they do have a great coach. And Steven Sharundalo will actually be with his team. <laughs> I'm just saying. To be fair. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but they, these they guys are, are all new rabble. to each other. And, yeah. and, okay, here's another one. Corbin, Los Dos is the same, but they play well together. No, all of these teams that are young right game. now have been together, playing together for a longer time than Since Las they were Vegas 16, has. 17. Yeah, that's that's the difference is you have big academies for teams and clubs that have been at the pinnacle of a North American soccer. When you look at the top clubs in MLS, they could go toe to toe with whoever in North America in the CONCACAF Champions League. It's the Sounders. It's LA Galaxy. It's these clubs that have deep academies that have been mining their areas that are deep in soccer talent for years. These kids have been playing together even at high schools or club teams since they were 13, 14, 15. Right. So you just have a different level of understanding of player mentality versus Las Vegas. That is a new hybrid of being a loan out model with LAFC, right? It's just a different thing. It's all in transition there. So as Jerry said, we can catch them kind of, you know, young, like a few teams have LA galaxy pounded them to this degree, right? Two similar teams, even if you will, they were able to kind of get in and take advantage of that inexperience and really put some pass. So with, with Jack Blake, I was saying with, Corey Herzog, who have been able to exploit teams. like That's where they made their goals. That's where they made their name in the USL was not just beating teams, but running up the score and really showing their their quality against teams that aren't as good um, and doing goals and, and things that are, you know, somewhat at a higher level. I Jack's goal this week, that was, that was the next level goal. That was a fantastic goal. We could see more of that this week, especially with a keeper out, as Jerry's saying, or with a back line that just isn't communicating and just doesn't know each other as well. That's that's what's exciting here is the prospect that we're not going to have a complete unit versus these other teams we play. We walked, walked into four really good teams. They, they weren't bad. They weren't uh, okay. They were actually pretty good to really good. Yeah. And so... It's 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 up to us to kind of reach that level, and I think this is a way to get there. I don't think we'll get there after this one game, but I think it's a way to get on that next step and say, hey, we beat a bad team, so that makes us okay, and then get on the road to good, right? Yeah, I, I think the road to good is a good is a good way to say it, but at the same time, it's it's time for the road to good to start coming to fruition, oh, right? It's been it, it's been four matches, and we have we're zero four, right? We haven't totally we've we've seen improvements. Yes, we've seen improvements, but this is a match that. There's no more excuses, right? If if we don't win this match, there's going to be some callouts, you know, from us, from I think a lot of fans, from you know 
what next? We, we can't stand for this anymore. We have high expectations. And the expectations we have for this club, you know, must stand. We, we, we're not going to back down on that, especially because we have, the, you know, Las Vegas lights this weekend. And then we play at Phoenix again next week. That's a big deal, right? I mean, I'm we, we saw how that went in the opener. Not good. And then after that, you know, things might get a little bit easier per the schedule, per how, you know, things lay out. But we got to start turning this. If, if, if the season's going to end up the way that we all expect it to, it's about time we start seeing some points, right? You can't get off to this slow start and then dig your way out of it in, in a way that it's not easy to do, right? You, you just can't expect that to happen. So you got to start getting results. You got to start getting points, especially against the teams we're supposed to get points against. And like Jerry said in the, in the beginning, you know, RGV and Tacoma, those were maybe two teams going into the season. You said, oh, those are away trips, but we should get results there. They've actually turned out to be pretty damn good teams. And so we haven't gotten results there the way that maybe six weeks ago we thought we would have, but now is the time that we turn this around. So this week is really, really that reckoning. Um, I, w- I have to say, and from my perspective, because Corbin was asking, what do you think the next steps look like if we lose to Vegas? And Ooh. at this point, I start, honestly, I start questioning the coaching. I have to. Yep. You have to. Yeah. Because if you look at what we have on paper, we are a lot better than this. There's no reason why we have zero points out of four matches. Yes, you're all away. I don't care. Um, That's not okay. And I think they know this. So do we have, you know, do we have what it takes to compete? It's going to show up at home and it's going to show up this Saturday. So good point. Uh, you have to start questioning some things. You, you you get to the point where it's like, yeah, we can be positive all the way through, but zero and five is not a pretty thing. No, I don't no. I don't want to see that at all. It's not acceptable from a club that said they want to have a championship, regardless of long season. No. Blah blah blah. It's you said you wanted to be. You didn't say playoffs. You said championship preseason. That came out of their mouths, not ours. Theirs. But and but, to say that and then be in this position. You, you season start and then things go out the window for sure. But like that was your ambition. So that's where your head is at. And again, the talent level is there. These players are that good in this league. They should yeah. be able to accomplish this. And I, and I, and, and I couldn't agree more, Jerry, that it's, I would question coaching because like you said, the player talent is there. And I said this from the, you know, the review, the first podcast after game one saying the play, the talent is there and the performances individually aren't bad. But when you don't play collectively well, it's coaching and system that's the problem. And so after that, what do you have to do? You have to question that. You have to say, what's the problem? What are we doing wrong? And yeah, we talked earlier about, you know, Guido's man-marked and Jack Blake is kind of man-marked and he's kind of, you know, fought out of the system. But we saw last year, Metcalf and, and Elijah can get up the wing. They can, they can go wide. So why aren't they going wide? And why aren't they providing those options? They're held back by coaching and, and by tactics. And I can get there's reasons behind that, but there's there's at some point it's only excuses and it's not results. You have to be able to adapt in-game. Like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, you have to adapt in-game to the system that you're playing against. And and I don't see that a whole lot right now. And I don't I don't like that. I don't like that there's not dynamic adaptation to that. Um I, I saw somebody said 
Yeah. As I already said, sign a striker. I don't think we need to sign a striker. Nicky Jackson no, is, a, no. is, a, is an incredible striker. Kurt Herzog is a proven goal scorer. Ben Spencer, one of the top. Yeah, goal he had he league. had a lot. He had a he had a pretty, you know, not a, not a great season last year. But our, our attacking depth isn't bad either. I I don't think that our talent is the problem. I think our system is complicated, and I think last match we tried to simplify it, and I think we played better, and we got unlucky by by a bad PK call, and then by a bad ballerina goal but you know if, if we continue that route we play 4-4-2 we play simple soccer um i think we're gonna be okay i i do so i'm not i'm not quite at questioning coaching yet but if we go on five and we look bad again that's gonna that's gonna beg some questions so i i, I kind of have patience for one more match and i said on this podcast last week about landon sweet don't tell me how to be a supporter um I, I think I have one more match in me, especially because it's the home opener, especially because I'm so looking forward to it. Um, but if we look bad again, that's going to test my patience. Totally. Agreed. I'm at a point. I'm at a point with Las Vegas too, where last year we tied them. I want this to be the, 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 you know, part two, you know, part two home opener. Let's beat the shit out of them. Let's beat them fucking like six to nothing. I don't care. Like, yeah. just show us, show us what you got. Show me what you got. No you mercy, watch, uh, Rick and Morton. Show me what you got. That's what's going on here. There's on. no, there's like, no reason why we can't. It's on get stage. It. There's nowhere else for you to go. You have to do this now. We've been here for you for a year, yep. year and a half in the shadows, not being able to root for you in the stadium. You went zero and four. You, you know what? Bad breaks, whatever. You can control in front of us what you can do. Get it done, and that's. You know, that's got to be the message. It's got to be simple. The good thing is our manager can't get complicated because he's not in the, he's not on the field. So the hope is, yeah. as Steve said, let's simplify it. Do it for us. Get it done. Let's go and and get it done. I'm, I'm, I'm in. So it's you can't take anything for granted the way that we started, the way that we've not been able to produce. But th this is it. And, and as Jerry said, I think I'm looking more not at Trey because he hasn't been, you know, the problem, but I do think that there is a problem with positioning our, our back line. They've given up Good goals point. in times where they can't. And so Guerrero, who's somebody who just has a little bit more eye, a little bit more experience with his head in the game. He's more heady maybe than he is physical because he doesn't have the incredible size and shot stopping ability. That'd be somewhere I would look just to make a change. Right. So, so if we do lose that somewhere I'm looking as well, not just coaching, but player shifts that might make a difference in terms of how we position and how we do certain things. And not to say that that's the problem, but just changes. Right. And so starting to me, for instance, things that we haven't done yet uh, that I'd love to see, but we'll see what we do this Saturday. I'm just going to give it everything and, and maybe Friday too. We'll Talking see. about Friday night before bonfire, everybody is invited. Go and check it out. The locals backslash events. Uh, I'm just going to tell you about it right now. Friday, May 28th, four to 10 PM. At least for right now. It depends if we can stay till 10 p.m. It's looking like it's going to be the case. So the event will start at 4 p.m. We're going to have some jumping drums and chants starting at 7.30 p.m. Once it starts getting dark. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's the greatest idea to be in front of smoke, but we're going to do it anyways. Um, they close the island at 10 p.m. You can stand like the... You don't have to stand downwind from smoke, Jerry. It's amazing. You can stand like not downwind from smoke. And then Shut it up, Drew. go in your face. Okay. Uh, they close <laughs> at 10 p.m. <laughs> they plan to, uh, so just kind of be prepared for that. You can bring some snacks, beverages, chairs, blankets, whatever. Make sure you bring yourself. Uh, Friday, May 28th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Fiesta Island. Um, and I think you want, we'll, we will yeah. post, sorry, George, to interrupt. We'll post yeah, more specifics. Yeah, thanks for interrupting me. 
as far hey, as Jamie. as far as specifics on which where we are, we'll post that um, the day of because we're not sure exactly which spot we will get. So we'll post that day. Yeah, of. It's a big island. You kind of have to drive around it. So it's it's where is the exact fire pit we're at? We're going to post that the morning of uh, one of us. And by one of us, I mean, me has been elected uh, and voted off the island uh, onto the island, if you will to uh, secure that spot. So as soon as uh, myself and or whoever wants to join me as a landing party, uh, all of whatever, I don't know, or it sounds very colonizer, never mind. Uh, whoever wants to show up <laughs> and hang out at the fire pit, um, you know, from noon on, you know, I'll be there in the morning. Uh, I'm not asking anybody to commit to that, but yeah, we'll be hanging out. So as Jerry said, four is really when we're expecting people to show up and start hanging out. If you want to bring kids and dogs and stuff, that's kind of the time to come and get out before the craziness starts around seven, eight. And then, you know, with the fire and stuff going. So we'll have some for everybody. The whole goal is just to give a space where if you want to come hang out as locals the night before and, and Chavos, this is what it's for. So we're excited to have everybody there and, and practice chance and get ready for the next night. I'm, I'm excited. Great poster by Travis, by the way, too. Shout out. Yeah. Punk rock paint. It's cut off at the bottom there. It's uh event starts at four. I'm Mexican. I'll be there at six. See you guys then. Uh, <laughs> four to ten PM May twenty eighth. Why are you laughing? It's just facts. Um so be yeah. there. And I'm uh, I'm gonna show up before anybody wants me there. So, there, you <laughs> there you go. Uh so yeah, no alcohol on Fiesta Island. So don't by city me. policy. Um, you didn't see me do that. Uh, SeaWorld fireworks will happen at 8.50. Maybe we should try to be on the SeaWorld side. Nice, Jeremy. Um, I don't think that You is... can see them from wherever you are. It's, it's yeah, I don't think it matters too much. Uh, My goal is, if anybody's listening, because I'll, again, be probably the person determining this, to be on the north kind of west side. So just kind of just on the northwest side there, either fire pit one or two when you come around the curve where there's no fire pits for a while there. Just to be kind of up in that northern embankment there. If the port of bodies are more near the south, I might trend more near the south. We'll see. So, again, it just determines on the day what I show up and see uh, around 9 or 10 that morning. Uh, maybe 8. We'll see how dedicated I am. And then everybody's going to give me shit the night before and say, Drew, you got to be there at 8. And I'll be there. No one will show up anywhere until like 10. But I do it for you. So, know that. And I'll send uh, the, the tweet out and we'll have it all ready for you there. Yeah, bring but your snacks, you bring your beverages. Bring your snacks, bring yeah. your chairs, your blankets, you bring your pyro, and bring your drums. All right, we'll see you there. Um, is there anything else before we call it a night? No. There's no glass as well with your beverages. So alcohol. No, glass. Alcohol is not allowed. People honestly don't care much about alcohol gonna, as they do about glass. I was going to bring glass some. Glass uh, is a much bigger deal than alcohol. I was going to bring some Mexican Cokes. I guess I'm not going to. Oh, damn. <laughs> just pour Please. them into a crowler before you come. Just, just Can you bring one for me? No, Please. I can't. Yeah. Contraband, uh, bro. No, no, my, my final thoughts, second. very dangerous, dangerous conversation. I didn't, ask about, I didn't are... ask about final thoughts. All right. So we're going to call it a night. Um, no, go ahead, Steve. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I can't wait for Saturday. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, it, uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm stuttering over my own words, but I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I was like, yes, we all feel that. What, I'm what, so excited. Give us something I'm so excited for Steve. Saturday. It's, it's been a long time coming. Um, get to that stadium and sing it, sing with you guys, uh, all of our members, everybody watching. Um, let's go. That's really all I can say. Oh, okay. Cool. Drew, what's, what's your thing? What's your last? Let's fiesta. Let's fiesta and uh, uh, siesta. And then uh, just go fucking nuts on Saturday. Yeah. Mother. Mother. <laughs>
She just like really just want to cuss on the show. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's it. That's gonna do it for us. Do you guys want to hang out for a little bit after this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. We're gonna hang out a little bit after this. So, um, if you're listening, that's that's it for us. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. We love y'all very very much. And uh, y'all have a fantastic night. We'll see you guys on Friday, hopefully. And if not on Friday, we'll see you on Saturday. Yeah? Let's go. Let's go. Las Vegas lights. We're going to put the lights out on Saturday. We'll see you guys there. Uh, Doors open at 6 o'clock. Be there. We'll see you guys. Have a great night. Bye. Bye.